Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Lit Podcast, a tech founder's tale about the success, failures, and tips around building uh, your own startup. My name is David Biga, your host, and we're here with episode four. Excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in and get started. So in this episode, uh, we're going to focus on four things. Um, well, first, uh, episode four, we are talking about handling failures in a startup. And I'd like to cover four different topics here. One, um, when they realize that things aren't going well. Uh, and then two, when they ask for help. Uh, and then also uh, managing expectations of failure. And this would mean, um, you know, including that of other ex- uh, others' expectations. Um, and then also I'll wrap things up with a personal story and journey of mine um, that I'll share with you guys. So really understanding um where your business is heading or when it's heading in the wrong direction and how to ask for help while managing these expectations is can be very difficult but it's necessary and as more you know more than likely um you are going to face these challenges at some point in your life um so let's jump in so first, I want to chat about recognizing when things aren't going well. And as a technical founder, uh, it is a it's common uh, to not have certain skills developed around business development or money management that help you in steering the direction of your business um, in a way that you want it to go. And I mean, I don't mean that as a an excuse to not develop those skills or not have those, but more so just recognizing that um, when you're a technical founder, you know code, you know tech, you know how to you know build a team, build a product, and um, there can be some difficulties uh, or areas that you struggle with, and um, but at the same time, you know a startup there really is no exact blueprint uh, for success or how you should run, how you should run this startup. Um, there's success and evidence on what you should and shouldn't do, but nothing is ever a hundred percent. And, you know, again, one area that uh, is very important to recognize um, when your company is heading in the wrong direction is that not recognized, but, where you want to be able to, as you develop your skills, um, you know, as a CEO, as someone who is running a business, the very, you know, one thing that is extremely important is that you recognize when your company is heading in the wrong direction as soon as possible, as early as possible. Um, so not tomorrow I find out that Oh, we can't pay bills. No, you should, you should um, know and understand that far in advance. So, really, the the 
the big areas that cause a company, and in this case, a startup to head in the bad direction or wrong direction um, that you can identify uh, usually earlier on is, you know, one might be money problems. Uh, uh, this is your monthly burn rate um, versus your monthly revenue that you're making. Um, this, of course, you allocate for. Uh, you should have a handle of knowing when and what you're spending money on, what you're not spending money on. Um, and this, of course, money problems are typically, you know, I'd say 90% of, uh, uh, of issues that end up coming up um, that aren't going well because you're burning too much and you're running out of money. Another common thing uh, that, I, that I'd say is market rejection. Um, so customers are not willing to pay you. And I think understanding that is very important for you, uh, especially very early on. And, you know, another third one that can be a cause of your company heading in the wrong direction is bad hires or just bad employees. Um, it's easy to hire people, get people onboarded, um, but it's hard to hire the right people and to fire people later on. You know, and so really as the founder and your most like CEO, uh, you have the most important voice. Storm, you know, think about storming your identity, your your identification process of identifying like, okay, where's my company right now? Where is it heading? It doesn't look good. Storm that that you would like a sprint you would do on a technical, you know, the the development team. Um, you know, storm these problems early to help address uh, uh, issues early on. So, for example, uh, you know, coming back to fundraising you know, start fundraising early enough so that you don't run out of money. Uh, another is, you know, if no one buys your product, as we talk market rejection, why is that? You know, you need to look at the hard facts. Your baby's ugly and you need to figure out why no one wants to hold it. <laughs> and, you know, again, back to bad hires, bad employees, um, you know, you could, you could bring on the bad employees at bad employees or just really the wrong employees. Uh, and this is actually pretty common. Um, I've seen it and have personally dealt with it many times. Uh, being slow to hire, quick to fire. Best advice I've ever got. Um, the people that you bring on in your company and surround yourself, they will be what makes you successful or makes you, you know, makes your company fail. And you want people who are the right hires for the right time. Um, and I'd say who are you know much smarter than you. Um, so again, you know, it's, and this is something that, you know, I've really had to go through and we'll get into my story at the end here, but, uh, of kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but recognizing early on when things are going well and, you know, as technical founders, uh, you know, there are certain skills that sometimes make it more difficult for us. Like I was saying before, you know, we might not be business development experts um, or, you know, accountants or, you know, just really C-suite type positions. 
And there's a lot of just areas that we don't understand necessarily. And this leads me into that next point of how to ask for help. And this is this is your one of your greatest assets, one of your greatest allies. You know, it's when you understand that something isn't right, you need help. And the logical next step would be to ask for it. Uh, but as myself included, this is sometimes the most difficult thing to do uh, because it requires uh, vulnerability and humility. And I mean, let's just face it. We don't like to admit that we're struggling, especially with other people. And, you know, with that, though, the caveat I'd say, especially as, you know, startup founders, is that, you know, you have a community, a very tight-knit community you can, hopefully you've already built, but that you can tap into in your city and your, you know, in your localized area. And that's the, you know, keep a founder to founder network because um, that not only creates lifelong friendships with people who think like you, but it also gives you uh, the comfortability, the talk with people who understand or who have gone through issues that you are facing. Um, And these are just, you know, they're some of the greatest friends that I've been fortunate enough to grow alongside with because when they succeed, I succeed. And and what I mean by that is through our relationship that we have together, we can serve and help one another no matter the ups and downs that we go through. I'm struggling with fundraising. Great. I have my buddy that I can give a call. Hey, I'm struggling with this. What did you What did you end up doing when you were trying to fundraise? Uh, and he'll list here's the steps I took. Here's what worked. Or he'll tell you that hey, no one wants to hold your baby because it's ugly. And I think you should do this. And you know, just having those vulnerable and real conversations go are are just their make or break. And I think that the faster you can grapple with being vulnerable to others, the quicker you can turn your startup around uh, to really point your ship in the direction you are wanting to head towards that means success for your company. You know, and, and which then leads, you know, into my next point of with steering your ship. And if it is not going the way you need it to go, there's managing expectation of failure. And I think that this is low key, very underrated, um, you've always heard manage up to expectations, but I think there is an art and a necessity in just managing the expectation of failure. Like, here's what failure means. Here's what it looks like. And these are the expectations you should expect if we fail. Um, and I, I just, you know, this is, this is, this hits home for me personally right now. <laughs> Again, I'll get into that. Um, but managing expectations in life is crucial. Not, I won't get all preachy on you or philosophy on you, but you know, we all know that we have expectations in life and we all have failure. That's that's just how it goes. But you know, when you're in an emergency, like when you're when you know you have your company, things aren't going well, you're in emergency mode. You are, I gotta execute, I gotta boom, 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 make things happen. Uh, And you're needing every, you know, you're needing to do everything you can to keep your money going, employees working, or your customers paying. 
And in these situations, managing what that failure looks like to others uh, is key. It's it's so important, not only to others, to your team, to your investors, to yourself. Um, and here, for example, you know, just to piggyback off that, uh, you can, you know, let's say you surprise your employees that, hey, everyone's fired. <laughs> you can't make payroll next week. And many of most uh, startups really end up in this situation. They just, you know, they run so they die and they don't really communicate a lot. Um, on the flip side of that, other startups I've known uh, is that you can be consistent. Uh, bring the team in by raising an early alarm and let them know that you have, hey, I have X amount of dollars um, left. And if we don't hit our goals, it's going to mean that we can't pay you. And, you know, there's, there's two points of two points of view here. Um, but I believe really just the takeaway here, uh, you know, for this example is that there is failure and managing those expectations and what this means is really the difference, uh, for life and death, uh, in many ways of your startup. And, you know, I think another crucial area of managing these expectations um, of failure is to your investors. Um, be real with them and let them know that, for example, you have four months of runway left. And if you don't have enough traction to raise the additional money or uh, customer revenue by month two, you're going to shut down. And I think this is way more proactive than abruptly saying that, hey, we've ran out of money and we're shutting down. So, you know, manage your teams and your investors' expectations on, on really what failure means. So, you know, with that, kind of covered a couple things here. Uh, that's, you know, recognizing that, hey, here's when things aren't going well. There's, hey, ask for help. Uh, and just managing those expectations of failure. And that leads me up to story time. <laughs> story time with David. You know, this is, for me, this is really raw. This is really new as of July, 2023. Um, this is where I'm at. And so, you know, just, I've raised, you know, I have a startup, particle space, uh, real estate technology, and we've raised nearly a million dollars uh, over the past two years. And we've seen great growth at first. Um, we also saw that customer, and you know, we then saw that customers we were reaching out to were running out. Um, through this, we identified, hey, this is not good. We're not seeing enough customers anymore. They're just there's we're running out of market. And we were like, okay, we need to pivot. So we did that. We pivoted. Uh, and we continued to struggle uh, where our revenue just couldn't keep up with our bird rate. And we weren't growing at the rate that we needed to to raise our next round of funding for our seed fund. So we're in the, you know, I'm in this hard place because we've become uninvestable between our pre-seed and seed stage funding between those, this in-between zone. 
and with the current climate uh, of the economy for fundraising in the U.S. as of, again, July 2023, um, you know, we have found it to just be very, very difficult and say, hey, you've raised almost a million. Your monthly reoccurring revenue is not where it needs to be. Um, You know, we have other deals that are less risky, whatnot you know, very valid things. And of course, there's more to this distraction and being unable to raise more money. But really, the the point here is that we're heading in, you know, we're heading in the direction where we're needing to shut down in the next few months. And this is really tough. And I mean, let's be honest, this sucks for me. Um, you feel like you've let your team down, yourself down, and your investors down. But, you know, no matter how it turns out, whether we raise the extra cash we need, we're able to get our monthly reoccurring revenue over to what we spend every month before we run out of cash, whatever happens, um, I will be proud of myself for the fact that I managed expectations early on. So my team knew that if we didn't raise or hit our KPIs, uh, we'd have to start making difficult decisions like cutting employees. I've already started doing that. Uh, my investors were also have been consistently in the loop with biweekly investor update emails. Um, I managed people's expectations on what our failure looks like. Um, and I've painted a picture of what success and what failure looks like here in the next few months. Um, you know, just failure sucks. Uh, but, you know, it, it's part of growing um, and it's part of the you know journey of life, but it's just part of the journey of startups. And it can be what turns things around. Failure can be can be what turns things around for the for better or for worse. Um whether your company shuts down or succeeds at the last moment. And, you know, again, something that has been in that inevitable for me is that using failure to propel you forward, trying to recognize it early so that you can make corrections and pivots so that you can then ask for help and you have friends who can support you. You know, my encouragement is you know, manage yourself and your team's expectations for what your failure means very early on and have a clear picture of uh, what you what you need, you know, what you need to do. And your team honestly will thank you for this. Um, I have seen this turnaround where, you know, the team knew and they respected me for that. Um, but keep going. I'm going to keep going. Don't quit because guess what? You'll win if you don't quit. I don't mean beat a dead horse. If <laughs> your company's just not going to work, but you know, don't give up, keep pushing, set goals, set expectations, um, and move forward. So thank you so much. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning into the get lit podcast. And again, you know, my aim is just to share the tales of success, failures, and tips to help other tech founders, um, on their journey of building a startup. If you have any other tips that you wish, uh, you knew hit me up on Twitter, um, at David Biga, 
uh, and we'll see you next time in the next episode. Thanks again, guys. Bye.